Chapter Fourteen of He Can Who Thinks He Can by Orison Sweat Martin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sizing up people. After Alexander the Great had conquered the Persians, he became suddenly very ill. One of his generals sent him a letter saying that his attending physician had resolved to poison him. He read the letter without the slightest sign of emotion and put it under his pillow. When the physician came and prepared medicine, Alexander said he would not take it just then, but told him to put it where he could reach it, and at the same time gave him the letter from his general. Alexander raised himself on his elbow and watched the physician's face with the most searching scrutiny, looking into his very soul, but he did not see in it the slightest evidence of fear or guilt. He immediately reached for the medicine bottle and without a word drank its contents. The amazed physician asked him how he could do that after receiving such a letter. Alexander replied, Because you are an honest man. Alexander was a remarkable student of human nature. He knew men and the motives which actuated them. He could read the human heart as an open book. The art of all arts for the leader is this ability to measure men, to weigh them, to size them up, to estimate their possibilities to place them so as to call out their strength and eliminate their weakness. This is the epitaph which Andrew Carnegie has chosen for himself. Here lies a man who knew how to get around him men much cleverer than himself. People wonder how a Morgan, a Harriman, a Ryan, a Wanamaker can carry on such prodigious enterprises. The secret lies in their ability to project themselves through a mighty system and to choose men who will fit the places they are put in men who can carry out their employer's program to the letter. Marshall Field was always studying his employees and trying to read their futures. Nothing escaped his keen eye. Even when those about him did not know what he was thinking of them, he was taking their measure at every opportunity. His ability to place men, to weigh and measure them, to pierce all pretense, amounted to genius. When he missed a man from a certain counter, he would often ask his manager what had become of him. When told that he was promoted, he would keep track of him until he missed him again, and then would ask where he was. He always wanted to see how near the man came to his estimate of him. He thus kept track of men of promise in his employ and watched their advancement. In this way he became an expert in human nature reading. Mr. Field would sometimes pick out a man for a position, the choice of whom his advisers would tell him they thought was a mistake. But he was nearly always right, because he had a greater power of discernment than the others. He did not pay much attention to the claims of the applicant, or to what he said, because he could see through the surface and measure the real man. He had a wonderful power for taking a man's mental caliber. He could see in which direction his strength lay and he could see his weak points as few men could. A man who had been his general manager for many years once resigned very suddenly to go into business for himself. Without the slightest hesitation or concern, Mr. Field called to his office a man whom he had been watching, unknown to the man, for a long time. With very few words he made him general manager, and so great was his confidence that he had measured the man correctly that the very next day he sailed for Europe. He did not think it necessary to wait and see how this new manager turned out. He believed he had the right man and that he could trust him. He was not disappointed. Men who are capable of succeeding in a large way are shrewd enough to know that they do not know it all. 
shrewd enough to employ men who are strong where they are weak to surround themselves with men who have the ability which they lack who can supplement their weakness and shortcomings with strength and ability thus in their combined power they make an effective force many men because of their inability to read human nature duplicate their own weaknesses in their employees thus multiplying their chances of failure few men are able to see their own weaknesses and limitations and those who do not surround themselves with men who have the same weak links in their character and the result is that their whole institution is weak a leader must not only be able to judge others but he must also be able to read himself to take an inventory of his own strong points and weak points men who have been elected to high office or to fill very important positions at the head of great concerns because of their recognized ability have often disappointed the expectation of those who placed their hopes in them simply because they could not read people they may have been well educated well posted strong intellectually may have had a great deal of general ability but they lacked the skill to read men to measure them to weigh them to place them where they belonged grant was cut out for a general a military leader but when he got into the white house he felt out of place he was shorn of his great power he could not use his greatest ability he was obliged to depend too much upon the advice of friends the result was that as president he did not maintain the high reputation he had made as a general if he had had the same ability to read politicians and to estimate men for government positions that he had for judging of military ability he would have made a great president but he felt his weakness in the position which he was not fitted by nature to fill and made the fatal mistake of putting himself into the hands of his friends the young man starting out for himself ought to make a study of his power of penetration of his character reading ability he ought to make it a business to study men to estimate their capabilities and the motives which actuate them he should scrutinize their actions watch their tendencies in little things and learn to read them as an open book the involuntary acts and natural manner of a man indicate more than does his studied conversation the eye cannot lie it speaks the truth in all languages it often contradicts the tongue while the man is trying to deceive you with words his eyes are telling you the truth his actions are indicative of the real man while the tongue may only represent the diplomat the man who is acting a very successful business man in new york noted for his ability to read men will sometimes study an applicant for an important position for a long time talking very little himself but all the time trying to call the man out watching every moment scrutinizing every word trying to read the motive behind every glance of the eye his manner everything are all letters of the alphabet by which he spells out the real man i have been in his office when he was measuring a man it was a great lesson to watch his face as he seemed to read the applicant through and through weigh him on the scale of his judgment penetrate to the very marrow of his being and estimate his capabilities and possibilities to a nicety after a few minutes conversation and the man had passed out he would tell me just how large that man was what he was capable of doing what his future would be and what were his limitations and he seldom makes a mistake i have never known a man to succeed to any extent when he said there was nothing in him 
and I've never known one to turn out badly when he endorsed him without reserve. We all know heads of business houses who work like slaves, dig and save, and yet do not make much headway, simply because they do not know how to surround themselves with the right men. Some men seem incapable of projecting system and order through their establishments. They may do their own work well, and then they strike their limitations. They are not good judges of human nature. Their discernment is not sharp. They are misled by conversational powers, display of education, and often place a theoretical man where only practical talent could succeed. They are likely to place a man of great refinement, sensitiveness, delicate makeup, in a position where a strong, robust, thick-skinned man is required, where an oversensitive soul will chafe and shrink from the cold, aggressive business methods necessary to effective, efficient management. People are continually being led into all sorts of unfortunate positions, entangling alliances and mortifying, embarrassing situations because of their lack of ability to read human nature and to estimate character at a glance. Good people everywhere are being imposed upon and are losing their money in all sorts of foolish investments because of their ignorance of human nature. They are not able to see the rascal, the scoundrel behind the mask. They have not developed the power of discernment, the ability to see the wolf in sheep's clothing. The knowledge of human nature as a protector of money, of character, as a protector against frauds and imposition is inestimable. Gullible people are proverbial poor readers of human nature, and hence they are always open to imposition. Oily, cunning promoters are keen observers of human nature, and they can tell very quickly when they strike a good-natured, large-hearted professor, scholar, clergyman, or artist, who knows very little about business matters and who trusts everybody. They know that if they can only get an opportunity, they can very quickly make such a man believe almost anything. They know he will be an easy prey to their wiles and their keener knowledge of men. These promoters would not think of tackling a shrewd, level-headed businessman for their nefarious schemes, because he is too keen, too sharp, too good a judge of human nature. Such a man would be likely to penetrate the mask and see the real motive beneath the oily, honeyed words, the smooth, seductive manner. The ability to read people at sight is a great business asset. Expertness in reading human nature is just as valuable to a young lawyer as a knowledge of law. It is as valuable to a physician as a knowledge of medicine. The man who can read human nature, who can size up a person quickly, who can arrive at an accurate estimate of character, no matter what his vocation or profession, has a great advantage over others. With some men, the power to read people aright amounts to an instinct. They look through all pretenses. They tear off all masks. They see the man as he is, his reality, and measure him for what he is worth. A man possessing this power of character reading pays little attention to what a person seeking employment may say of himself. He can see for himself. Human nature is to him an open book, while to others it is a sealed book. They do not have the faculty of going back of pretensions. They are largely at the mercy of what he claims for himself, and they are always being duped. They make very poor employers. I know a popular businessman, a very able man in many respects, and one much beloved by everybody who knows him. But he has always been the victim of his ignorance of human nature. 
he cannot read motives weigh or estimate the ability of others to do certain things if an applicant for a position talks well he immediately jumps to the conclusion that he is a good man for the position and hires him usually to be disappointed he has a great weakness for clergymen who have lost their positions through failing health or for other reasons and also for ex-teachers and professors the result is that he has a lot of impractical people about him who know nothing of progressive scientific business building it is an education in itself to form the habit of measuring weighing estimating the different people we meet for in this way we are improving our own powers of observation sharpening our perspective faculties improving our judgment the ability to read human nature is a cultivable quality and we have a great opportunity in this country with its conglomerate population to study the various types of character what a wonderful school most of us are in practically all of the time especially in large cities where we are constantly coming in contact with strangers what a chance to become experts in reading human nature in studying motives the face the eye the manners the gestures the walk all these are hieroglyphics which if we can only decipher them spell out the character sometimes a single glance of the eye when one is unconscious will give you a glimpse into his innermost soul and reveal secrets which he would never dare to utter with his tongue the facial expression and the manner especially when people are off their guard or unconscious that they are being watched are great revealers of character you will find as you become an expert in face study in reading character human nature that you will develop marvelous skill in seeing things which you never noticed before you will be able to protect yourself from the promoter the insinuating man who is trying to persuade you into something which may not be to your benefit but which will be to his you will be able to discriminate between friendship and duplicity you will be able to protect yourself from a thousand annoyances and embarrassments and humiliations which might cripple your career how many people are living in poverty are wretched homeless today because they could not read human nature and were robbed of their property and their rights to discern the difference between the false and the true to place the right values upon men to emphasize the right thing in them to discriminate between the genuine and the pretended is an accomplishment which may be worth infinitely more to you than a college education without this practical power and may make all the difference to you between success and failure happiness and misery end of chapter fourteen